Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. Journey with us and start to find your way through this net one Paul, yes. why did you want to talk to us today about mental health? Well, <clears throat> I have a son with mental health issues. I have a wife with some mental health issues. I, honestly, everybody has some mental health issues to some extent. Um, there's a whole spectrum of them, and we're all on it. Everybody gets sad. Everybody gets happy. Everybody gets angry. Everybody gets anxious. I feel like some of the people in my family get a little more anxious and a little more sad than other people I've known. And that's something I have to deal with. Um, and that's something that it affects all of us in the household when it happens. Yeah. Um, and it didn't have too much postpartum depression, I don't think. Um, with Katie, I was medicated for a little bit, but it was only a couple yeah. months. Um, we went through some up and downs and had some mental health issues and some depression. Um, mid-marriage, early to mid-marriage. I don't know. We've been 17 years, so, you know, in a seven, eight-year stretch. Oh, for the marital problems, yes, yeah, like year seven, yeah. Um, and then with our son, we had he he. Have we discussed him on the? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He has issues. He has mental health issues. He has. um, He has conditions. Conditions. Mental health conditions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, that affected all of us because we. It's like you know, second, third grade, and the teachers are saying, "Mm, "Your son doesn't listen in class still." He still gets up and does what he wants. He won't sit down. He won't do his work. He's constantly disruptive. He's getting up. He's running out of the class. Um, he's doing uh, obscene things, drawing some obscene things, saying um, obscene things that you shouldn't be saying in school, you know, when you're that age, using words you shouldn't use. And it's embarrassing as a parent. I am sorry, first of all. I'm sorry he's trouble for you. Second of all, I don't know what to do. You know, you should go see a doctor. Maybe you should. Um, maybe he's medicated. You know, we've got kids like him, and they have ADHD, and they have attention disorders, or you know, they don't want to say autistic. Maybe. Right. Um, and it affected everybody in the household. <clears throat> yeah. Um, he went through four or five years of being on um, anxiety medications, I guess. ADD, ADHD, stimulants. Ritalin, stimulants. Um, depression uh, SSRIs. Um, appetite medications because some of the meds would suppress his appetite oh, and God. then yeah. some of them would make him want to eat and so then you want to suppress his appetite and it's like so were they not working so I felt like it's so hard to find a we right went balance. to a, we were at a point where he was um, taking first of all stimulants to help for his ADHD yeah mm-hmm. okay and we went through three or four of those mm-hmm. And then the the side effects of those were he's not really hungry. He doesn't eat a lot. He runs around like crazy a little bit. He crashes a little bit. Um, he's a little more responsive when you want to talk to him, but he doesn't eat, and he was getting really thin. 
Um, I was a skinny kid growing up, though, like super skinny. Um, and I wasn't medicated for ADHD or anything. But and so to me, it was like he's more like me. Um, but we noticed he wasn't eating. He was maybe having vitamin deficiencies. So the doctor says, you know, some of the side effects of these are that it suppresses appetite. So here, here's a second medication. Mm-hmm. This one will make him hungry. So okay. he'll eat more. Okay, cool. Blocks certain receptors in the stomach that your body tells you you're full. Okay. Hey, dummy, your stomach's almost full. Stop eating. Mm-hmm. It blocks that for him, and he would just eat and eat and eat and eat. Then he gained a massive amount of weight. It felt like so it was a year. like the complete opposite. Complete he opposite. Like forty or fifty pounds in a year. Yeah, okay. well, he went from maybe one hundred to like one forty real quick. Within the span of one school year. Yeah. And he went through so many pants sizes. He went through new clothes every six months. Mm-hmm. All new set of wardrobe, everything. Um, and then he was also on some. And his mental health. SSRIs. Because of that. That affected him differently. And yeah. then they're like, okay, well, here, take this SSRI for depression. And then take. Um, oh, God. They had him on some what, antipsychotics, so they thought maybe he's got some. He's imagining some things, he's seeing some things, he's hearing okay. some things. Went on all these medications, and it was just a, a, a whole round of this one's causing this, so take this, and now this one's causing this, so take this. Oh my god! This is causing this, so take this for that. So they didn't like go to the first one, the base one, and say they would do that, and they would be like, "Well, maybe we need to reset the meds," and then right. we would go back to square one. Well, in the meantime, he's getting taken on and off all these medications, right. up and down, he, up and down, up and down. He's having depression and sadness because he's gaining weight he sees himself in the mirror yeah. he is unable to control he has body image issues he thinks that he's fat he day. thinks kids at school are going to talk about how fat he is because yeah. they've seen him change from the skinny kid right into he's not fat but he's, he's stocky right, you know yeah. um he looks like he could play football if he wanted yeah he's not that kid though but he went from being super skinny to not skinny he wears the same size jeans i do and mm-hmm. he's 13 yeah um, I didn't wear jeans that size until I was 30. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was so um, skinny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, so him with all these issues has affected all of us in the house. Um, so I feel like, you know, I, mental health is a big, important thing to us. Um, and when we were going through all that with Tim, we had behavioral issues on top of all that, mm-hmm. that you're aware of. And it affected us as parents. Yeah. And then it also affected our daughter. And for a while, we were like, oh, you're fine. You're doing mm-hmm. great in school. Right. We're still communicating with you. You have your own room downstairs. You're separate from your brother, so he's not bothering you. But on the side, we didn't find out until sometime later. She was like, this has been affecting me the whole time. And she just yeah. broke down crying. And she's like, she's unhappy. So now here's another little fire. Okay. There's this inferno. And there's just embers everywhere. Just catch a fire everywhere all the mm-hmm. time. Running around trying to put him out. Running around trying to put him out. Um, we finally got Tim reset. Mm-hmm. We dropped him off all those meds. And I told the doctor, I said, I don't feel like any of this is working, man. We've been coming here a year and a half, two years. And uh, we're not COVID. getting anywhere. You keep yeah. wanting to change the medications. And I was for it. And I've been for it the whole time. But I really don't think this is working. So we just stripped him off of them. Okay. Um, and we titrated him down off of all of them. At the doctor's at direction and, and with some guidance that... Now was a good time. COVID, yeah. COVID was hit. happening. We're at he's, home. Yeah. He's not going to school. Um, he's doing it online. Right. And then also uh, he's going through puberty. Yeah. He's 13. 
So his body's changing. And what I, what his doctor kept telling us, Dr. Wordland, uh, sorry, Mickey, you can take that up. What the doctor kept telling us was sometimes your body chemistry will, your body chemistry is going to change when you right. go through puberty, no matter what. But sometimes those changes can be impactful to your mental health and yeah. you set some things and your diagnosis can shift and, you know, whatever. Right. Um, because Tim has been diagnosed with ADHD, bipolar um, disorder. Um, He's got some autistic tendencies. Uh-huh. He's There's, got tics. So he is considered autistic. Mm-hmm. He, because of the way that they, it's really interesting because this has changed recently in the last like five years, I want to say. But the way they classify autism now is by a number of specific types of disorders on a spectrum. Okay. And There's a whole bunch of indicators. so many of them you are considered autistic. Okay. But it's like ADHD's on there, ADD's on there. So, um, so it's not necessarily oppositional like in defiance. the movies when you see autism, autism. like that is you have more of right. these. So it's a severity of your autism. And so Tim would be like a high, highly functioning autistic person mm-hmm. because his Autism is not debilitating autism. Not the Asperger's. Not Asperger's. Where you're quiet and withdrawn or anything. No, he's very social. He's very active. He talks all the time. Half the time you can't get him to be quiet. Yeah. You can't get him to be still. He's constantly moving around. But it impairs his ability to have social interactions. And that is basically what the definition is. He doesn't know when. He doesn't know how to socially read a room. He doesn't know how to read a situation and determine, should I interrupt the current conversation and try to direct it somewhere else? Or should I let this play out and listen? Um, he's he's awkward. He's just awkward and and has no social awareness. That's it. So and and that's something that as a kid, I imagine I had. I imagine mm-hmm. a lot of us did. And then you turn into a you know a teenager in a high school and you start to become a little adult and you start to know when to shut up and you start to know when to talk and what to say and not feel so awkward about it. So with all of that going on, and like you were saying before, there's a whole bunch of little fires happening all around you, mm-hmm. um, the house essentially with everybody. And so did you have to do anything for yourself? So I had to go from working full time to go to part time Okay. Um, at my job um, was what I had to do. No, but what about your mental health? Well, yes, it took a toll. Um, it's... Sometimes it was hard to sleep at night. It was like, well, let's go to bed and hope Amanda can sleep tonight without, you know, having a meltdown about Tim. Um, and let's hope that we can wake up and he has a good day tomorrow and he doesn't, he wasn't having too many at that point. Let's hope there's not any major issues. It was a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Everybody in the house had anxiety. What's going to happen tomorrow? We had it to a point where he was going to school and he could make it through Monday, Tuesday. All right. And then to Wednesday, but come Friday, he was always doing something. There was, we called it fucked up Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> Every Friday I was getting a call from a principal, school administrator. Friday. Uh, he mm-hmm. got kicked off the bus. He wasn't allowed to ride the bus in the entire district mm-hmm. anymore. They're like, your son can no longer ride buses. Yeah. Cool. Now I got to take him to work every day and man has got to pick him up in the afternoon and Let's hope we can make it to the afternoon without getting a call from a teacher or, or a principal. And I had principals telling me, you need to go home and uh, you need to flip some old school on that kid. Well, were they aware or was he diagnosed yet? These diagnoses were still happening. So, okay, okay. And there were some other things that had happened. Um, he 
he did he he's socially awkward and he says things sometimes he shouldn't say because he can't read a room and he'll do it for attention or somebody mm -hmm. will suggest hey man i you dare you this. to say this and then he says it and he gets sent to the principal's office and he starts crying and it's like dad this kid asked me to do crying. this he dared me so i did it or he was saying it too and then i said it but i said it louder you know and then everybody was pointing their finger at me and it wasn't just me it was another kid too and i'm like well, how about you just don't open your mouth how about you just be a good kid? He just couldn't comprehend that. The peer pressure is too much for him. Sure. Um, and it created a lot of anxiety. We, so much so that you also were medicated for a while. God, I was on antidepressants and some anxiety and meds anxiety. that, you know, some of the anxiety meds, man, they really make you not care. Yeah. I can go to work, and I got to the point where at work, I wouldn't even give a fuck. You're yeah. like, I'm stroking. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't care. Um, I'd be happy. And it would like take all that shit off my mind until I'd get a call from a principal and be like, yep, sound, sounds, sounds about normal. About right. Hey, I got to go. The thing with the kid, it's fucking happening again. I got to go pick him up at school. And then it's like, all right, what am I going to tell him this time? Because it's always a conversation. You're fucking up your life. You can't do this, man. You can't be the bad kid. You're just headed down a path that's not going to bring you any success in your life and this is where paul and i would get into and still to this day it's hard for us to have these conversations because it's rationalizing that with he doesn't have the mental capacity sure or i'm, I'm not maybe capacity is the wrong word but with the mental health diagnoses that he has the diagnoses the capability He's got to isn't be treated differently. always there. Yeah. And so we have both of us in different ways. And what's good is we do try to balance each other out a little bit. So like if he's completely flipping out on Tim, then I'm like, okay, I'll try to like not do it. But sometimes it's too much and we're both just like at our end. Yeah. yeah. But then it just turns to yelling and, and it's gotten arguing. Way, way better. And yeah. you know that because you've yeah. seen it. It has definitely changed. Like we like Tim and I like what makes me sad is what is he going through and like internalizing and not communicating not communicating because i know that some of how we've handled some of the things that we've been through with him they've been detrimental but it's you know and i can justify it all day and it's unjustifiable but we were trying to make it through yeah trying to stay together yeah, but we it's look like, back and we go the way in which we handled handle. the situation that's a good way to put it is um you would punish him appropriately what we felt was appropriately we're gonna take away your tv yep we're gonna right. take away your xbox um i'm gonna take uh all that shit out of your room right okay we literally um, took... i'm gonna take away your devices um and it got to the point where he was saying such bad things at school and doing such bad things that they were like we don't want to call the police but you know something has to change right yeah when and i was when a kid if that, that shit was going on as me and my parents had punished me the way in which i we were punishing our son which was taking everything out of his room we ripped all his posters off his wall once you can't do this shit you can't do this you can't say this stuff yeah okay we've already he's been through three different schools yeah uh he got expelled from numerous schools and he had to enroll him at other schools and we're driving way the fucking far out of our way to get him to a school that will accept him yeah and it got to the point where they were like 
pretty soon we'll have to expel them from the district, all of Spokane yeah. Valley, Central Valley. And then you yeah. got to take them to another fucking district altogether. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you yeah. have to stop doing this. And we punished him in ways that he he wasn't, he couldn't comprehend. He It didn't make sense to him. Yeah. He felt like the victim, um, which, eh, you kind of are, because some of the decisions made at the school weren't right. Sure. And I didn't agree, um, because they didn't understand who he was and how he is, and that it's not his fault. You have him in an environment, you're sitting him next to kids, and I've asked you to move him. Like, and that... I would constantly say, can you move him away from those kids? Well, and that's why I asked, like, was he diagnosed yet? Like, yes. Did they know? They know, they did, and, and, and they then, were getting... Uh, but those meetings... Special education meetings and things. And yeah. things like that, they're a joke. Yeah. They don't actually follow through on what they say they're going to do. They Basically, they're like a, a parole board. They treat them like a criminal and they're a parole board. That's how. That's the only way they treat them. <laughs> and the only reason why they have the meetings is because that's how they get their funding, is by having the meetings and filing the they paperwork. Get they funding. get extra money for having a special education student. Well, they're also supposed to execute on that plan, and they weren't doing anything. So, like, part of his plan was he needs supervised social interaction to teach him how to socialize appropriately with students his age. Okay. So he's supposed to be having, well, this is before COVID. So right. he's supposed to be having, you know, these sessions with like a select group of people and certain students that are handpicked to not trigger, like, so not a group of bad kids. They're putting him in with bad kids mm -hmm. because they didn't have the staff to mm -hmm. be able to take care of the situation, even though his plan says yeah, they had you a, are required so to they provide had, a person. They plan. had like an right. in-house suspension room yep. at this one school um, where all the kids that were super misbehaving, saying bad things, throwing things, hitting yep. other students, being yeah. abusive to teachers would go. Tim got in trouble And then you have because... Tim in there because he can't sit still. You've seen him. Right. He can't sit still. Yeah. He can't stop moving. Well, and then you have you to call have... him and tell him, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Kids in there that trigger him yeah and one time he got in trouble because this he went after this kid that was it made said something about me and his kid said something about fuck your mom or some shit and, and like your fat mom your fat fucking mom and i'm gonna fuck your mom and he he went he, he, he went ballistic yeah and he flipped out and i got a call from school and i had to go pick him up and i said yeah. listen you got to ignore that shit. And I told the guys at school, I'm like, you got to move him out of that fucking room. Yep. You, right. Okay. He has his own issues. And when yeah. you put him in with like that, like criminal kids, kids yeah. or something like Jesus Christ, man. Right. Just troubled kids. Right. Yeah. So what they did is isolate him all day. Put him in a room all by himself with one guy watching him all day. That doesn't help. Now he can't see his friends because he did have some friends and he yeah, had some he kids he talked to and they talk about, yeah. you know, they get together at lunch or on the playground. They talk about Minecraft or they talk about video games they talk about right. legos and food whatever and so then they isolate him well then he started acting out withdrawing withdrawing he would just put his head down on his desk and not do his work because he's alone the teacher wouldn't even be in there all the time they just leave him alone oh and the teacher gosh. would be in the office across the way and the door would be open alone all day so okay so obviously public schools at least in this area, can't handle this nope. type of situation. Not, I don't. I don't have they're any. Not equipped to handle. I, it. I, I feel like I just don't trust the school districts, and I because yeah. it's not their kid. Right. 
Right. And they don't have a kid like that. I don't mm-hmm. think hardly. I don't think any of them do. And um, they just don't understand. They don't know how to treat it. They're treating it like how we treated it four or five years ago. And we think. You oh, didn't know. When we just thought he was right. being an asshole. Right. No, he's not. I mean, yes, but no. Right. right. He can't. He physically can't help it. Um, like we talked about earlier, he gets to the point where he can push buttons and Amanda, I can see later in the night. I'm like, dude, you need to chill out. Your mom's about to shut down. Yeah. She's about to go to bed and all by herself and say, F you guys, I'm going to bed. I want to be left alone for the next hour. Don't anybody come in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he doesn't see that. Everybody else mm-hmm. does. Um, and the school, I don't know. I, I feel good <laughs> with the homeschooling. Get him to sit down in a comfortable environment here at home in his pajamas um, with his cats and his dog. He can go to the kitchen, grab a snack, grab what he wants to eat when he wants to eat it. As long as he's approved, he can sit where he wants. He can sit at the table and do his homework. He can sit out here on on this coffee table. He can go sit in his room on his bed and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he doesn't have to go anywhere. And I feel like that social awkwardness is all gone. It's just him at home doing his schoolwork. So, okay, so future state yeah. for, like, when COVID is done, fingers mm-hmm. crossed, and school becomes a whole thing, are you, are you sticking with the home school? I think we're going to for this the rest of the school year. He will finish oh, up yeah. the school year like this. Yeah. Uh, next year, he'll be in high school, and, yeah. um, and I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be ready for that, because, I mean, he's going to go, and he's going to be 14, and there's going to be kids ranging from 13, 14, all, all the way up 18. to 18. And um, he could learn all, you know, if they have him in the room with all the bad kids, and some of these bad kids are bigger and older than him, he could learn some definite bad things. Well, okay, so I remember you guys saying that potentially there was, like, a specialized school or a place that he could go that offers more assistance There, There is one. Oh, what was it? Tamarack? Something. Is that what we're talking about? That that is, like... If he was still in crisis, okay, he could go to a program, like be sent like away, therapy school, okay, for like however long school. it institutionalized, essentially for however long it takes. And he has been institutionalized. He was in Kootenai, um, in a youth acute program, two weeks for eighteen days, yeah, um, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. twenty seventeen, I think, um. um and yes yeah and uh i mean he was suicidal at that point that's why he had to go there and he wasn't allowed to leave until he got to a mental health state Mm -hmm. where and and he was there for 18 well he's hard-headed he's oppositional defiant um and adhd and sometimes he just does what he wants yeah um it's hard to rein in, but it's like, get your shit together, get your shit together. Yes. So, and he wouldn't listen. So high school for me, I think like initially we'll start at home, but yeah. we did have some success before COVID of introducing him to part-time classes at the school. Okay. So it's like, you'll take one class at school and the rest will be at home. And then maybe he we do two classes time, yeah. and then the rest will be at home. And they're very selective about which classes he's in. So it's engaging in for him and then the stuff that's harder for him to focus on he can do at home at his own pace and so i think something like that would be really good for him but in terms of the impact on the house and right like i was about to ask okay so it's it's having a having one parent at home it definitely helps 
But if yeah. we're both out of the house, um, if we both had outside jobs, yeah, this which would we not did. be possible. Yeah, which we did until recently. So, right. Yeah. Okay, so so did you guys have to do anything extra for yourself? Yes, I had to get accommodations at work um, that I renewed yeah. for three three years, almost four years. Um, get you know, go to the, take this form to your doctor, fill out everything about your son. Why do you need time off? What are his conditions? And I was having to re uh, resubmit that paperwork every twelve months. Yeah, um, they're like, oh, you need to resubmit it again. Your times will not be approved until you can do this. My son still has the same issues. It's not going away. Right. right. Well, we have to. What do you want? Be careful of the cord you were pulling oh, on. Oh, right. um, uh, Yeah. And so for everybody listening, that is FMLA or Family Medical Leave Act, Leave Act which is a federal act that allows people to take time to take care of themselves and or loved ones that have medical issue. Um, yeah, specific types of medical conditions and mental health conditions are on the list mm -hmm. it's very important for people to know this because you can protect yourself yeah. as well um but i had to do that as well i had to i was worried about losing my job and in the middle of all of this i had always been pretty high functioning very go-getter you know put together i got my shit going on struggled with depression off and on but then 2017 with everything that we were going through and with everything with Tim had been progressively year over year getting worse and worse. And just like every school year was like dreaded, like, yeah. Oh my God, what are we going to experience this year? And I had my first panic attack in 2017 mm -hmm. because my son was 10 mm -hmm. suicidal. Yeah. Expelled expelled arrested arrested <laughs> spent a night in juvie mm -hmm. 18 days in, in the uh 18 days in kootenai yeah. i and this all happened like in the span of like three four months it was like one thing back after another back. fucked up friday shit yep i'm trying to work i'm transitioning to a new role because i had just come back from traveling i was just a year into a new job and it was like i got to be the guy who was unreliable they're like hey man you're missing a lot of time i'm like it's yeah. my kid man i don't know what to tell you like yeah. i would be here if i could be here right and i can't be here when this shit happens because of what was happening and i had a new manager at my job um that i used to work at that didn't know me didn't know what was going on and all of a sudden they come in and they're like, this person's never here. She's always calling out. She has family issues, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a panic attack and I started to initiate a leave for myself. I'm like, mm -hmm. I need to, I can't, I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah. Like my home, everything is falling apart. Yeah. Including me. So, um, I had to take a leave and in that process initiated what would ultimately turn out to be me losing my job three years down the line. Yeah. And that was because of a communication from my manager at the time to me basically threatening my job, even though I had FMLA protection and 
ever, like, she didn't understand how the process worked. So in her defense, she did not understand how the process process worked, but how she communicated with me was to basically threaten my job and say, if you don't tell me what's going on, you don't have a job. Like, you're, I'm going to have to fire you. Number one, she doesn't have a right to know. Right. It's All you need to know is it's FMLA. Yep. It's approved through HR. Right. Um, you don't need any other information. Right. And like, I have you don't X need amount of hours to use <clears throat> per year. Right. I did the math. I was like, at Tim's rate, I'll be fine. I won't, There's no way I'll use that a lot. Right. And I never did. No, right. we never even but, got But, close. yeah, I know the pressure from the employers, too, man. Hey, you, uh, you missed a lot of time. Yep. I don't know what to fucking tell you, dude. I like, right. I would right. be here. My it. family not... is more important. My son is more important. Right. I have to go to school. I'm getting <laughs> calls from teachers. Getting calls from principals. Right. Um, it's stressful as fuck. Yeah. And you're not making this any easier on me. Right. By fucking questioning why I'm gone. I am yeah. sorry. Yeah. And so I responded to the communication by copying my boss's boss's boss in. And basically saying, this is not how you should be treating employees. At that time, I had worked there for over a decade. Yeah. And this is, you're shitting all over me. And like, you're a national employee of the year. I, yeah, they flew me to Boston. My name is still engraved on their wall there, even though I don't work Permanent, there. It'll be there forever. Right. You know, I, they've paid me all these bonuses or doing all these things. This is how you choose to talk to me when I am having a right. complete family crisis so the employer i thought that would support me didn't the school district that we worked hard to get a home in to make sure that right failed us good education yep we moved to a nice area, nice schools, good property value. Schools are great. Pay high taxes. Hot like upper middle class fucking <laughs> schools down the road that right. that you feel slighted. Yeah, like they don't. Give they a don't. Shit. They don't care. Doesn't matter how nice it is yeah. and how much money's going to school. <clears throat> they still don't care. And we'll have to do a segment about finding mental health care. Right. Is ridiculous, especially for a child. Yeah, and right. so and and well, and going back, um, the psychiatrist we were seeing, the yeah. doctor we were seeing, prescribing all these medications for Tim, three or four of them at a time. I think it was on four at one point. Five. Four or five. It was five at the high point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all because they daisy chained off of each other with uh, right. side effects. Yeah. Oh, um, we need to sleep. Oh, we need to eat. Oh, we, we reset him. We're still going to see him. How's he just behaviorally? We're talking behaviorally at this point, not medically. Behaviorally, behaviorally. How's he dealing with COVID? Um, we had to change insurance. Yeah. <clears throat> Amanda lost her job. We don't have that insurance anymore. Right. We change insurance. We go see him two days later yeah. after she lost her job. I took Tim to the appointment. Get all the way through the appointment. Oh, you know, let's, uh, if you need a new prescription for this, do we want to try uh, maybe getting them back on a stimulant? I'm like, maybe we talked about it. Okay. Maybe a low dose Ritalin or whatever. Low. Right. And just that. Just right. to chill them out. And we talked to Tim about that now. Get to the he, end of the appointment and he goes choice. to give it okay, to me and next. I go, <clears throat> and I go, oh, you know, our insurance changed. Um, I'll have to see if it's covered through our insurance, yeah. if this medication or if it's another one. He goes, Oh, your insurance changed. What insurance do you have now? Like, oh, we have this. Oh, we don't take that. Oh, no. And I go, oh, 
I could, maybe I should have said that at the beginning of the appointment. He goes, yeah, right. it would have been nice. And I'm like, should I have? So done? do I owe you? How much do I owe you for the session? And he goes, you know what? Don't worry about it. But um, we can't see each other anymore oh unless you want to pay gosh. out of pocket. I'm like, and you don't even fucking care. That's what I wanted to say is the school had me fooled for a while. And then I'm, I'm trusting you. And now, now. Did he at least like provide recommendations? No, nope. you can go. Know? You can, he can go to that place he went to before yeah, that he didn't he get ref- along with that person. He referred us back to where we started, which was why we came to him in the first place, which was to get away from that this place. specific place. We that... went to this place, and the only person who took <clears throat> that insurance was this. In their practice, was one woman. Okay. And her and Tim did not vibe. Okay. At and all. it's important you yeah. have to vibe. And with she your didn't. Counselor. She didn't. She doesn't talk to him like a person. She talks to him like, um, like a like a school teacher. Oh. A young school teacher <clears throat> talks to a small kid. Yeah. yeah. She didn't talk well, to him person to person. Let's go over. Well, let's the try. tone and inflection. Let's do. This is not going to work. Right. It didn't work. <clears throat> it never yeah. worked. We went and saw her for over a year and a half. Almost yeah. Like a year, year and a half. Yeah. So you give it a good go. It wasn't like well, and one he, Tim hated it. It was like, and I mean, it made so found, it made things worse because we're like right. trying to do this for him, but he's like, I am not jamming with this. I'm like, well, you have to do it. Right. You have to. Well, and we had all these agreements with the school, and he has to go to counseling, and if he needs this medication, he has to be in counseling. Yeah. And then we're like, well, we need help finding a counselor. Well, we can't help you. Well, what the fuck are we supposed to do? It was a vicious yeah. cycle. So then we found a new guy. A new guy seemed like he's good. Put him on his meds. Reset him. Let's talk behavioral. Mm-hmm. He seems smart. He's he's he seemed nice. He tried to and connect then says, with him. Nope. Sorry, I don't take your insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just can't see each other anymore. I'm sorry. Good luck. Well, where can I go? Well, you can go back to the place you were at before. No. You don't fucking care now. I am so tired of administrators and schools and fucking doctors. Yeah. I fucking don't trust them. Now, when it comes to personal health, like physical health, I trust those doctors. I don't trust those mental doctors with him anymore. I, it's hard. I've been burned too many fucking times on them. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely hard to find so health care. Do you want to talk about like Katie? Well, Katie's, we're going to interview her tomorrow. Okay. So she wants to talk about it. All these okay. things affected her throughout this. And like yes. I said, she didn't let on to it for a while. We thought she was fine. And then a couple times she crashed and we're like, our daughter's not fine. She She's struggling on her own and she's been she trying to She didn't want her. to add to everything else. Yeah. So she's like, I'll just shove it down. Bottle it down. Push that shit down. And then it got to be too much. And when did you start realizing? Like, was it like with... Because of COVID, with being no, no, no. It was before COVID. It was before it was, that. It was, it was uh, like freshman or junior. Yeah. Um, Maybe junior. Last year. Maybe. Um, like little things, like she'd cry more than usual. Like everybody cries, right? Yeah. But it's like, well, you're really like sad, disinterest. I was starting the depression. Yeah, and really. with the crying, I was kind of associating that with when you started your part, started your period a year ago. Well, that's been like you have hormones you're a teenager well he's a dad yeah. <laughs> yeah. but then it got to be that's not it <laughs> yeah 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 i mean she saw so if you think about everything that we just shared with you right she was there right she's in the background like i i saw my brother get arrested i my brother went to juvie yeah 
know. They had some good times. They have a lot of good times. Still. Yeah. But there was some things that she saw that she struggles to understand. And she feels, like we talked earlier, some lost opportunities, lost moments. And you feel guilt. Yeah. And she's holding a lot of it in. She feels guilty that she yelled at him a couple times because of that. And maybe she feels guilty for, for seeing bad things to him, knowing that he was going through some bad shit. Um, yeah. Similar path. Similar emotion. So, we talked about, like, you both have had to make different work arrangements. Yes. And uh, health insurance has come up, all this medicine, all the different doctors, and, like, yeah. and then your own personal, <clears throat> what you've had to do for yourself. So, like, financially, <laughs> like, was this a big impact? Yeah, we paid. Oh my God, we paid so much money. Our bill from for all the doctors for him. So um, we have psychiatrist. Um, first, we had a, a general uh, physician. You're happy you're, eating food. Is that okay? It's, it's she, the chicken off my plate. It's fine. It's all true. Um, it was a general practitioner then initially. It w- then it went to therapy. Yeah. Um, so medicine a counselor, management, not a psychiatrist. And then okay. a psychiatrist. Um, and then in between there, you had hospital stays where he was like in the mental the area. The Kootenai stay. 18000 40000 Cost us. Cost us $25,000. Oh, that was after 18 insurance. Days. insurance paid. That was 18 days. 18 days. I could have put him in the four-star whatever hotel downtown. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Every night for 18 days, and it would have been cheaper than that shit. Oh, man. Okay. And that would have been with full room service or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit, right? Um, expensive as fuck. Yeah. Um, all these doctor bills, expensive as fuck. And, and and what do we have for it? Doctors who didn't really care or weren't reaching out to him um, and, and weren't getting to the root cause and weren't relating to him. I don't feel like it helped at all. Was there any follow-up from, from like, after the whole institution situation? Oh, my God. So they gave us, these are the next steps you should take. We've, we've got a list together of these institutions. They start going through them. Cool. None of these take our insurance. None of them. Oh. Can you tell us what to do? Well, we don't know what to do. We're not sure. Maybe you, sometimes they change their insurance protocol, so you should keep calling them. I called. She called every fucking day Every for day. I cried. On the phone, she like, laid on hold. Do you take us? Do you take us? I cried to these people saying, "What am I supposed to do? I'm trying to get my ten-year-old help. My ten-year-old is suicidal. He just came out of a program, and we need help. We need help." And like, I would literally cry. And, and they would people, just be like, "It's like a call center do. thing." I'm right. Very sorry. Right. I. Would you like to leave a message? Yeah. There's nothing I can do. Maybe you can call. There, they point you in another direction. You should call. I think you should call one of these other ones. I think one of them. And I'm like, I called them. They told me to call you. We can't help you. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's ten. Yeah. He is ten. Yeah, and we live in a very liberal. Yes. Right. We want to help everybody's state it's there's a lot of 
good things in this state when it comes to people yep. who need help. Women, so, young children, things like that. Yep. Um, but yeah. So you talk about the financial impact. So we're like paying our And we had literally had doctors premiums. we had doctors tell us uh, our psychiatrist tells um, <laughs> if you weren't making as much money as you made there's all these programs you qualify for dude you could fucking mop it up with this and you could get all this shit for free and he could go here and he would qualify for this well not only that, that not only like ooh, you could get it for free not that it there opens are more programs doors. that are only available to people that do not have health insurance that doesn't and so it got to the point where we talked about getting divorced just to because then he made no no money so then it's like you take you take the kids what yeah i was like that nope i can do that no no because like well how ridiculous is that right exactly and like it it just it it was surreal yeah it was like how is it this hard to get mental health help for a child in a first world fucking superpower supposed to be the place everybody wants to fucking live in the entire world right how is it this fucking hard for a child it was embarrassing i have insurance and parents that are middle class that are that specifically going through the mental health crisis with tim for the last four years eroded all my trust in the entire healthcare fucking industry in this entire country when i was a kid when i it it is it's all fucking capitalist and it's all everybody trying to fucking make money all these hospitals are trying to be profitable it's all about profit for their investors it's not about how it used to be providing a service right they didn't have investors well that's why they they have like there's not that many public hospitals they were state-run or organization-run yeah, they were public hospitals. They yeah. don't actually exist. Most no. hospitals are privately owned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're there to make a profit. Yeah. And it was clear that they do not make profits off of mental health crises with children. Because they wouldn't help you us. You know what they make profits off of are surgeries where you got to get uh, an operation done or you got to get a kid or you got to get this. And then you get that bill and you go, holy shit. Yeah. Delivering that baby costs $40,000. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, it's just yeah. That so, ER visit last night because one of the kids had 102 fever. <clears throat> the ER visit was thirteen hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. You see that shit, and it's like they don't. All they care about is money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so we digress. But Sorry. so navigating that was ridiculous with Tim. Like we need social and healthcare reforms. Yes, universal healthcare for all people. How many times have I said that? Today? Yes, and social so, social <laughs> programs, social Yeah. mental health programs. We need to start caring about people and communities now. Yeah. Fucking money. Yeah. So well, thank you for sharing. Yes. Everything and supporting and admitting like talking through your own mental health struggles which sound like they're mostly situational when it comes to your depression and anxiety yeah um you have been formally diagnosed with adult adhd and oc yeah and my mom and grandma were like yeah yeah you can see that it was a kid. <laughs> yeah yeah and so and you your adhd i would say your add is very prevalent on occasion huh what? Who are you? Where am I? But so, and that's not so much manifests. that's not so much ADD as it is. Is I can't multi-function, multitask like you can. 
my wife can watch TV mm-hmm. while she reads a book. And then while maybe she has music in her ear at the same time and do all fucking three things. Yeah. I, can't... I actually can for everybody that's listening. I'm one of those rare people. Oh, I've tested, like, it's been tested on me, but I can carry on multiple conversations. Yep. I can't Apparently read a news article and pay attention to her at the same time. Yeah. I can't read a news article and pay attention to the TV at the same time. Yeah. She takes it personally sometimes. You're not even listening to me. I'm sorry. I was reading. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I was scrolling. Yeah. Right. Um, well, no, but I, and I, I think I meant more your anxiety manifests. Yeah, I was, you know, like we talked about earlier. Medicated for anxiety. And your OCD triggers. Yeah. I try not to let that happen. I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It just is what it is. You can't control it. Right. Everybody, not everybody, I shouldn't say that, but a lot of people experience anxiety and it just shows in different ways. Yeah. Well, if you're like me, it can manifest in I need to suddenly clean something up. Yeah. You need to control something. And I can't control I can shit, control but you know, I can control these dishes. I can control this this mess in this room, the right. organization here. I can redo this. That's something I can control and make better in this moment. Sometimes they manifest into arguments. Anxiety gets to be too much. There's too much going on. Okay. Sometimes it's, it's overwhelmed. Tim is talking and interrupting a conversation. Katie is, is arguing with him. There's... Um, I don't know, loud music going on at the same sure, time. The dog sure. is barking. I'm about to lose my shit. Yeah. I am overstimulated. Okay. Yeah. Four things are going on at once that all require my attention. Yeah. I'm going to fucking lose it. Can't, he can't split his attention. So he's yeah. like, right, I'm, exactly. it's a, too much. I'm, you're, you're breaking my brain. I can't. It all goes hand in hand together. So yeah. It's okay. a social anxiety. I couldn't go to fucking Times Square and sit in the fuck with hundreds of people. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Large crowds aren't your thing. Mm. <laughs> no, not really. No. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. I'm sure we'll come back and circle back around with a couple of the topics. Um, but listen for your your sexy voice on our podcast in the future. We'll let you know when it's going to air. Um, All right. One last question. Yep. <clears throat> what would your Patronus be? Oh God, see, I don't even know. I should have been thinking about that the whole time. I can't. I can't <laughs> Um, it would probably be a little kitty cat, yeah. like in a perfect little circle napping or something. Oh, yeah. oh you're just in a napping cat. <laughs> just a napping cat. Purrs at the door. Yeah. 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 Nice. That's awesome. awesome. I love it. Good vibes out there. That's all. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Pursuing Your Patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Patronum!